With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Truth Seeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increased synchronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen at your own discretion. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We are live with the True Seeker Podcast. I'm excited, delighted to be with you guys, as always, man. We got a beautiful show planned for you. Uh, phone lines are open. This is something new that we started doing here within the last week or so. Call-in number is 609-663-5577. That number should be in the uh, messages or in the description, wherever you are. So about the uh, second half of the show, we'll open up the phone lines for you guys to call in, ask questions, comments, stories, all that good stuff. So make sure you take advantage of that. Want to say a huge shout out to everybody listening live. This is amazing that people, we go live and people jump into the, the chat room and, and say hello. So let us know where you're listening from. Let us know that you're there. Let me see your name so I can give you a shout out and uh, all that good stuff. 
want to say a huge shout out and a big thank you also to everybody supporting my work and supporting this show via Patreon. This is a listener funded, listener supported show. Doesn't exist without your help. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for partnering with me in this way. Shout out to some of the latest patrons within the last week or so. Shout out to Mike Hall. Thank you, Mike, for coming on. Shout out to Classic Cosmopolitan. Thank you for coming on, my friend. And uh, yeah, those two people within the last week, uh, thanks for coming on. You, If you'd like to support, you'd like to join, go to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. There you get access to behind-the-scenes episodes, um, my entire discography of music, which is 200-plus songs. Working on a new album right now. It's uh, uh, nearing completion. Once it's done... You you will have if you're a patron when this thing the when the artwork is wrapped up your name will be in the artwork forever embedded within that album so when you open it up and see the thank yous your name will be in the thank you section so uh, by any level of giving any level of support you get your name in the album so uh, that's something cool that you can look forward to um, also all the songs that I'm releasing as soon as they're done they are available on Patreon so there's stuff that's been released for over a year. Uh, that's been on Patreon that's just private to to those guys before it's released to the general public. So a bunch of really cool stuff. You get access to the Thursday Night School of the Mystics and a bunch of really cool stuff. Go check it out. Patreon.com backslash Truthseeker. Also, on a deeper level, what we have going on is the Mystic Circle, which is uh, not only myself, but a bunch of my friends who have amazing content that they're bringing to the table as well. So we've been doing monthly webinars. We're going to be doing our third one this month featuring Miss Corinne Grillo, which is an uh, amazing uh, friend of mine who works with angels. And she's going to be doing a webinar on how to work with your angels and get results. And uh, she's been featured on Coast to Coast AM, Gaia TV, and all that good stuff. And she's an amazing uh, person who also has a book on this, 21 Day Journey on Working with Your Angels. So make sure you guys tap into that. You also get access there to the past webinars that we did with Miss D. Wallace, which is the mom from ET. The Jill Matson webinar, working with angels and sigils and all that good stuff. Listen, these these people that we've had on are powerhouses. And so the Mystic Circle allows me to bring other people in and feature their work. And um, and we have nightly stuff and, and documentaries and all kinds of private stuff over there. Check it out at themysticcircle.net. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's discussion. My friend joining us today is Miss Deb Perez. Deb, how are you? Perez, did I say it right? Yes. Yes. That's, awesome. Um, sounds good to good. have you, I'm, my friend. And uh, thank you. I think the stars have aligned and the moon is is in such a beautiful position for us to be having this show. We've been doing some moon gazing and stargazing the last couple of days. So I'm excited to get into this talk with you and explore your journey and, and your expertise. Well, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I always love um, talking about such important topics that can really help improve our lives. Awesome. So we'll start out for people who don't know who you are, just kind of giving you a little bit of back, giving them a little bit of background about who you are, what you bring to the table. We'll start there. Okay. I call myself a karmic success coach because what I do is I help people align with their karmic path. And that in a nutshell is what we're here to do. That's why we incarnate in a body, right? We, our soul determines the lessons that we want to focus on. 
And we come in and we have one goal in this life, and that is to learn those lessons and evolve as a soul. So I help people do that. And I use a variety of techniques, uh, but my secret sauce is evolutionary astrology. And I, that's the foundation, um, the birth chart from the evolutionary astrology perspective is a curriculum for your life, right? This is, this is the curriculum you are here to learn. So I help people do that. And I use coaching techniques. Um, I'm a Martha Beck life coach and I have a background in education. So especially adult learning, which means I have expertise in cognitive psychology, developmental psychology, positive psychology, and my favorite is applied neuroscience. We've learned so much about how the brain works the past few decades. And, you know, it's very interesting how a lot of it aligns with what we've been told about our true natures, right? Beyond just the five physical senses that we can see. So I, I use techniques from all of those um, fields to help my clients achieve their karmic success. That's awesome. Um, so you, you're applying this in, in business. How does that work? You're saying astrology is the new business coach. How does that work with astrology in our businesses? So uh, what it all started because I was doing life coaching and I found that most of my clients were also entrepreneurs and they wanted help not just getting their lives in order, but a big part of their life was their business. So we started looking at that and the truth is, that's just as much a part of our life's curriculum as anything else. How many hours, um, how, what percentage of our lifetimes are spe spent at work? So it really just fit nicely. And I, as I was doing this work and I was um, formalizing my approach, you know, looking to see, okay, how can we use astrology to really help business owners achieve their business goals as well as their karmic goals? And at the end of the day, that's actually what it is. You may have known people who have a business that is supremely successful monetarily and they're miserable, right? Or you may have people who really, their business isn't making that much, but it's exactly what they want and yeah. it's perfect. Yep. So astrology will help you figure out well, what's the right business for you. They're the ones who go into the family business because it was expected of them, but it's not part of their path. Mm -hmm. There's the ones who thought they always wanted to be one career, but they discover it's another. So in that sense, I use the birth chart in evolutionary astrology to help them grow the right business that will bring them joy. Because when your business is aligned with your karmic purpose, that's where you find success in all the different ways we define it. Do most people that you work with kind of know this deep down or, or do some, or do you help people find, find this? I would, I would say it's split. Some people come to me, they've already done some work. They, they've either seen astrologers, they've been to psychics, they've, um, they've done their own human design, they've, they've done work. But I would have to say that most people come to me with an, with an open curiosity. Like they, something inside them knows this is right, so they find me somehow. But one of the things they say is, you know, what you do sounds really important, but I'm not really sure what it is and how it works. And that's why I started my podcast, Planets and Profit. It was a way to show people what business astrology looks like in action. 
That's awesome. And so I guess, uh, so is your, is your life and your business a reflection of what you do? Like, did, did you, is this how you stepped into your purpose as well? Yes. You may know that um, often we learn things the hard way and then we'd like to take what we learned and use it to help other people exactly. avoid the mistakes we yep. made. <laughs> so absolutely. So if you think about it, um, the karmic journey is, has two parts to it. One is the karmic baggage that we bring with us into this world. And that, um, contrary to popular belief, it's not so much if you stole in a past life, someone's going to steal from you in this life. It's actually more like habit, bad habits, right? So if, if you had past lives of uh, being betrayed by someone very close to you, you're going to bring that sense of, oh, I can't trust people close to me into this life. So it becomes habit, predisposition. And at the other end of it is our evolutionary intent, what we're here to learn. And that always involves getting out of your comfort zone, right? So we default to our karmic um, past, our stuckness, and that's what keeps us stuck. And we really have to find courage to embrace the evolutionary intent. What does that have to do with the question you just asked? Well, <laughs> I spent my most of my life in a career in education and I loved it. I love teaching. I love the people I, met, I, I meet or met. Um, and one of my dreams when I was a child was to be a college professor. So when I got my dream job, I'm like, I'm living the dream. This is awesome. And the universe sent me signs saying, you know, this isn't really what you're supposed to be doing. And I ignored them because this is my dream job, right? And um, it wasn't until the universe had to, you know, the universe will send you gentle signs first, right? And you can listen and go, or you can ignore them. And then they send stronger signs, right? Until at the very end, it just has to, you know, like whop you on the side of the head and say, it's like, you are in the wrong path, get over, move, move lanes. So that's kind of what happened to me. And um, I, basically I went up for tenure and I didn't get it. And so I was, you know, I was at this point where I had to decide, okay, I can just go and start over at another college. Or I realized that I started, you know, becoming aware of all the signs that I had been ignoring. And it's like, okay, the universe has given me an opportunity here to realign. And the truth is it's right there in my birth chart. My karmic past is all about teaching within established structures. So, and that's what I was doing. I was first a school teacher, then I was a college professor. That was my path. And it was also my strength. I'd spent lifetimes doing this. So it was very easy for me. But in my birth chart, you could see that what I was here to do had to do with teaching um, about spiritual soul lessons and issues and that sort of thing not in these established, even conservative structures. Mm -hmm. So I learned the hard way. I've never been happier since I left higher ed, right? Starting my own business at, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not young, <laughs> uh, past middle age. And starting a business from scratch is really scary. And it really is outside the comfort zone. But it was my path. And once I aligned with it, I was amazed that I ignored those signs for so long. So I would like to help others, and that's what I do. I help others look at their birth chart with an objective eye and ask the hard questions. Are you 
in the business or profession or career because it's easy, because it's familiar, it's your karmic past? Or are you embracing your evolutionary intent, getting out of your comfort zone and learning what you're here to do? Wow, that's so awesome. Now, how long does it take you to read somebody's chart? Is this something that would take hours or is this something that you can kind of glance over really quick and know what you're looking at? Well, that's a function both of the experience of the astrologer, but also the um, approach and style. So it takes me, it takes me a fairly long time. Like I know some astrologers who've been doing this for 40 years, they can just look at the chart and then start talking for two hours, right? Um, But what I do, I'm also um, a psychic medium and I channel. I'm very closely connected to my guides and sensitive to energy. So the truth is that when I start working with the birth chart, doing my analysis, I'll do that in advance of the reading and I connect to my guides who are then connected to the client's guides um, and use whatever language that you want, the client's higher self, and I get the downloads. So it does take me a long time to do it. I am working on getting that time down a bit. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and it's getting better. Yeah. But because of the way I do it, I'm never going to be one of those people who will pick up a chart and then do your reading for two hours. Although having said that, when I have a conversation with someone, even when it's not a client and it's not about a reading, I can't help but getting these downloads that use astrology as a language, right? Mm-hmm. So someone will be talking, it's like, oh yeah, I definitely hear some Capricorn moon energy there, or oh my God, this has got to be, you know, a, a Leo, yeah. Leo rising. So it does, energy speaks to me using the language of astrology. Um, and previous to that, it was using the lang- language of tarot. Sometimes I'll get it via tarot language. Yeah. Now, with that being said, and just with the conversation and, and just meeting somebody, whether it's their aura or just kind of knowing people types as you kind you kind of learn, I guess, are you able to guess people's um, birth sign and, and uh, astrological sign? Is that, is that something that happens like, oh, yeah, you're definitely this? Yeah. So yes and no. So many people who aren't familiar with astrology, they're familiar with the sun sign, right? And they're Mm -hmm. pretty much just focused on that. The sun is, you know, arguably the most important planet in your birth chart. Uh, Although I equate it, I think it's just as important as the moon and the ascendant. Uh, But there are 10 planets in your chart, plus the nodes of the moon, plus the angles. There's so much information in the chart. So just guessing someone's sun sign, that's just a parlor trick. It's meaningless. Mm -hmm. What I get is the energy. So it's like, oh yeah, all right. I feel a lot of Taurus energy coming from you. I can't tell you if that's your sun sign or your rising sign, or maybe it's your, your Mercury. Uh, I won't, it won't be that specific and it doesn't have to be, but I will say, oh, you know what? I'll bet that you've got, you know, this really sounds like you've got Scorpio on the midheaven. And I'll, I'll get that kind of info. So in my podcast, what I do is I interview entrepreneurs about their journey. And I purposely don't look at their chart before the podcast because I like to play this game with myself. As So as I'm interviewing them, I'll take notes about what's coming to me. And then afterwards, I'll look at their charts to see. And I, and I have to say, all right, I'll toot my own horn, but I am usually right. Wow. 
again, I won't say, oh, it's your sun sign, but I will say, yeah, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Taurus energy around this. I'll, you know, and it'll be there. It's awesome. So speaking of the moon and in the planets, what's going on with the moon right now? April moon 20, 29th, we got a beautiful full moon, but is, is there something special about this moon right now? Um, well, I would like to say every moon's kind of special, but we had the full moon on Monday night and that was lovely. But what you really want to ask about is the full moon next month, May 26th, we're having a lunar eclipse. Now, um, the moon is centrally important. In fact, I'm, I'm just starting a membership community around coaching with the moon, but eclipses are turbocharged super powerful moons as far as um, how it impacts our life. So for example, a typical full moon, like the one we had on Monday, that really the energy is, is, you know, for a couple of days around that full moon, but with an eclipse, the energy could influence us for six weeks. Uh, and it usually signifies an important development in one of our life stories. So I, I do a lot with the work of uh, an astrologer named Dietrich Pessen. She developed, um, well, she studied the, the phases of the moon and she discovered these two and a half year um, lunar phase cycles that are amazingly aligned with themes in our life that come and go over two and a half years. So we can use the moon phases to help leverage those themes and take conscious, not control, but with conscious intention, guide the development of these different themes in our lives. And that's pretty powerful. So I would say every, every key moon phase, I usually limit it to the four main phases, um, can really help us navigate our life and growth. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, so again, using astrology to uh, find out your soul's purpose, uh, align with it and what you're supposed to be doing. Um, that, that's one thing that you do. And another thing is, is like, once you get into that, right. So that's a huge thing, like finding out what it is, getting into it. And, and a lot of us do that. Like I did that. It was very hard. A lot of alchemy, a lot of, you know, saying yes and keep saying yes. And a lot of that kind of stuff. And then, but once you get there, sometimes it's like, okay, now what I'm here. And th these were my, my goals were to just get me here. And not, like now that this is established, how do we scale? Like, how do we, uh, you know, use astrology to, to take the step, the next step, the next moves and create more goals for ourselves? Are we able to use astrology to, to do that? Absolutely. And great question. So that's why I, I hesitate to say, hi, I'm Deb Pretz. I'm an astrologer. It's like I keep saying I'm an astrologer coach because how many times have you gone to an astrologer or a psychic or medium and had an amazing reading, right? And you leave there and your head is spinning with, with ideas, insights and potential and exciting. And then you go home, start doing errands and, you know, make dinner and do whatever you have to do. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, six months has gone by and it's like, yeah, I did nothing. Yeah. You know, it was great. It was cool, but I did nothing. So that's why it's really important, the coaching piece. So like I said, the birth chart is your lifetime curriculum but you're not going to learn an entire lifetime's curriculum in one year, right? So that's, you start with understanding your lifetime curriculum, but then you want to look at what's going on in the current sky. Uh, I call it my astro update reading. So 
for uh, what's going on right now in the sky, and you take a look at that and how it impacts your birth chart, that's where you get your current curriculum. So let's say the birth chart, the moment the stars, the, the planets at the moment of birth, that's what you're here to learn over a lifetime. So that's kindergarten through 12th grade, let's say. And then if you look at the transits and progressions for a given year, 2021, how are the planets um, in 2021 impacting your birth chart? You get your karmic lessons for this year. So each year, um, and I'm just using year as an arbitrary time period, right? But each moment we have different lessons being highlighted by the universe and astrology gives us insight into them. So you know what to work on when, and that's key. For example, you know, you may have a lot of relationship karma, but it's really not going to be. Um, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's not going to be the right time for you to do the most work on it at different periods, you know, depending on the periods of your life. Well, all of a sudden you're going to see, okay, this year relationships are going to be a key area of growth for you. Let's do coaching around that. Um, oh, this year, I see there's a lot of energy going around with your progressed sun is the evolution of your identity, your sense of self, who are you and what do you want? Um, if you see that's under a lot of pressure this coming year, then that's where the coaching activities will focus. Whereas for another person, it, it might sudden, be, oh, you know, progress Mars is being really active. So where do you need to find courage to develop assertiveness, to, to take a stand for what's right for you? So depending on, so that's how it's the interaction between your birth chart, which is the moment of birth, your life cur curriculum with what's happening right now in the sky. Awesome. Awesome. So can you talk a little bit, I know you, you've mentioned it here and there with the, the type of mode that you use, the uh, modality or the type of astrology that you use, because there's a lot out there and it gets really overwhelming, right? When we start here and I, like, if we're just going off the sun signs, yeah, that's, that's something I can understand. That's pretty easy. It's like, well, it's not just that, it's that and this and this. And then we've had other astrologers on here and it, it can get pretty complicated really quick. Can you talk just a little bit about the, the modes that you use? Yes, absolutely. You know, it's, um, you you can get astrologers also, you know, ask a question, get them arguing and, you know, and, <laughs> exactly. and fighting tooth and nail, you know, yeah. over, over the perspective. There are different, a lot of different branches. I use, um, 
I practice a type of astrology called evolutionary astrology. And there are many people who helped kind of develop what we call evolutionary astrology. I'm mostly aligned with Stephen Forrest. Uh, and to some extent, Jeffrey Wolf Green are, they're like the granddaddies of evolutionary astrology. And it's quite different from traditional astrology in many ways. The most important way is that in traditional astrology, you'll hear things like, oh, you, you know, your, your, um, your, this planet is in its fall or in its detriment, right? And um, the, these words that sound like, oh, I've got a planet in a bad place, right? There is no bad placement for a planet for you. You have the exact planet placements that you need to navigate this life. So there is no good or bad. Um, you'll hear like a lot of popular things like, oh, right, if, if you're, um, you know, if you're a Libra, you don't want to marry an Aries. You guys won't get along, right? Don't date, don't date something like this. Or which signs should should you date depending on your signs? That's, um, you know, forget it. Oh, no, you're, that relationship's doomed because you're a this and you're a that. That's just not true. Astrology isn't prescriptive. It doesn't tell you what you what you should do. What it does is describes the circumstances, the energies, the the potentials, and the possible pitfalls, so that you can use your free will accordingly. It's about free will, and you know you can make um, you can you know take two planets or two energies that don't get along well, well, when you know in what areas and how they don't get along well and where they're likely to trip up, you can then take action to make it work. So that's that's the key thing. And the other key difference besides the whole free will versus, um, you know, doom and gloom would be the issue of the past lives. Uh, the whole point of evolutionary astrology is this idea that you've got this karmic baggage you're here to release. You've got your evolutionary intent that you're here to embrace. And that's really what it's all about. It's that movement. It's that growth. That's awesome. Growth. Moving from one level to the next. Transmuting your situation. Looking at what's what the uh, the stars are in front of you. And, and bringing yourself into alignment with that, right? So that you're yes. able to harness the energy or to, to flow with the energy? Does that, does that wording Well, it's right? both. It's to harness that you want to harness an energy and flow with the things towards your evolutionary intent, but you want to break the pattern and let go of the stuff that's keeping you stuck. So by knowing that, oh, okay, you've got past life karma around relationships with mother figures, then you know that doing you know, doing some work on your relationship with your current mother will help you release that karma yeah. so that you can yeah. then, ha you know, so that's no longer something you bring in with you Yeah, that's or good. learning trust. Um, so with the energies and stars, planets changing every day, um, is this something that we look at on a, on a, on a daily basis, a daily pattern, or is it monthly or yearly? Like you said, I know there's, there's, you know, bigger themes, but does it all for, for the uh, macro, but does it all come down to, to the micro and, and things and, and how I'm going to feel today, how I'm going to feel tomorrow and those things, because I was, um, uh, I had a weird day just the other day. I was uninspired, uneventful. I knew I needed to create cause that's what I do. But I didn't, I almost felt like giving up. I didn't care about it. 
I didn't know what it was. And then I got on a certain website and looked up my astrological forecast and it said, yeah, today's going to be uneventful. Don't try to create anything. Today is about resting. You need to rest today, Capricorn. And so I was like, wow, it almost it brought a tear to my eye to be able to read that. It's like, wow, if I would have known that going into the day, I wouldn't have been a victim of the energies. And I feel like so many people are a victim because they don't know what the energies are and we can't plan our day off of it unless we know it. So does this come down to something we can do daily? I have mixed feelings about answering this question <laughs> because the truth is, yes, uh, let's take the moon. That's the fastest moving body up there, right? It changes signs every two and a half days or so. Um, and, and the moon represents our feelings and emotions. So if you think about it, our moods shift pretty quickly as well. So I'm not going to say that the quick moving events, um, which I call transits, don't affect you on a daily basis. However, I don't recommend living your life that way because you risk falling into the trap of letting the planets, letting astrology prescribe what you do and how you do it. Oh, well, today, you know, is today is going is not is going to be a low energy, a lot of discord with the communication. I'm just not going to bother then doing I'll just cancel this amazing interview with someone who can really help you in your business. Right. So. I, I don't like letting the stars choose for you. And that's what happens when people look at those daily forecasts. On the other hand, there are big events that are, there are some even smaller events that are worth knowing. So for example, Eris is an asteroid um, named after the goddess of discord, right? And right now she's being triggered off and on by some transits to Pluto. So you may have noticed the last two, these last two weeks of April have been kind of tough for many people. And that's because Eris is being triggered up there in the sky. And depending on your birth chart, it's probably affecting us in different ways. I certainly felt it as well. And in May, we, there's also a Saturn Uranus square that's um, pretty dominant this year. And it gets triggered on certain days. So like in May, we're gonna have a few days here and there off and on where that's going to get triggered and we'll probably feel it. So like you said, if you know that there are going to be some times of discordant feelings or, for example, Pluto just stationed retrograde uh, yesterday, yesterday, the day before, and karmic wounds can get triggered, repressed wounds, emotional wounds can get triggered during that those times. So if you kind of know and you use that to bolster your energy, your courage, and to give you strength, that's fine. But if you use that to cancel things and not do things or to do things differently, then I'm not sure you're, it's doing, a, um, doing you a service. The last thing I would add is when working with my clients, there is so much data you can pull from a chart in a reading. I mean, literally, there's no end to it. So you, an ast one of the astrologers' first jobs is to decide where the cutoff point is. Well, the work I do is big picture soul development work. So I cut it off fairly at the top and I don't even look at um, some of the less influential transits because there's so much work to be done on the biggest events. So it's kind of a long-winded, complicated yeah. answer to your question, but yeah. did that answer Great. it? All right. Um, I want to let everybody know we're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. If anybody has any questions for today's 
guest, uh, go ahead and call in. Again, the number is 609-663-5577. And so if you guys want to call in, go ahead and do that. Make sure that you uh, listen on the phone line and not on YouTube as we're conversing when you call in. So that's open for now for anybody who wants to call in. Um, I guess my, my next question, to kind of change subjects a little bit again, but you're, you're a life coach and you've learned a lot of brain hacks to help people with pro, uh, productivity and different different ways to stay cognitive and, and those kind of things. What are some of the amazing brain hacks that we are just like a must know, like some of the best ones? Um, probably the most important one, certainly coming back from being a teacher, when we are in a state of anxiety and fear, our brains do not function as they are supposed to. We have this, you know, we there's this thing called the amygdala in your brain. And it's kind of like a traffic, uh, traffic cop. And it, it routes energy, your, your brain energy to different areas. I'm trying to simplify this and not get technical. <laughs> so when you're in, un, in a state of anxiety or fear, which unfortunately too many of us are, it hijacks your brain function and sends it to the survival brain, right? And it doesn't get to the prefrontal cortex, which is our thinking, judgment, decision-making brain. So literally, you can't think as well when you are completely in fear mode. So therefore, things that will help you break that and learning to not live in fear will help you use your brain better. And by the same token, people who think that they can scare people into doing things are just plain wrong. It's true. Some people are motivated by, you know, some stress is good. A lot of people think, oh, we need no stress, no stress. No, some stress in life is good. It can motivate you. You know, that competitive urge that, or that, you know, sometimes the healthy anger, which kind of gets you mad enough to get going and do something. That's okay. I'm talking about the survival, the fear mode that for many of us is, Mm. is just, trigger happy. So you think we that we have to, I say trick the brain, but hack the brain maybe to 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 overcome whatever that fear is and to move into this state where we're there's excitement, there's love, even turn fear into excitement, like, right, because there's a fear that's going to say no, but there's also a because fear is healthy in, in some degree, right? But we don't want it to hold it hold us back like the ego. You know, like if you're going to go bungee jumping, there's a fear, but there's a healthy fear, but there's a safe fear. Of, and, and we transmute that fear into excitement. Is that something that we can do? Yes. Um, in fact, that's something that I talk about a lot in my coaching is the dirty fear and healthy fear, right? So embracing your evolutionary intent always involves getting outside your comfort zone. So for me, I've had a fear of visibility, being on camera, doing a podcast, putting myself out there on social media. It was just, um, you know, if you look at my chart, you can see that's just not something I'm comfortable with. It's something I avoided. But when I got to know my chart better and I saw that, you know what, embracing this visibility, even though it's scary, it is part of my journey to what I'm supposed to accomplish. Knowing that gave me the courage to overcome the fear and look at me, I'm now on video and on a podcast. That's something I probably couldn't do several years ago. Let's be honest. It's something I barely could do a year ago. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but for another person where that visibility isn't a part of their karmic journey, well, dealing with that fear isn't going to help them. It's just going to make them more stressed out and more miserable. 
So it's kind of like, yes, a little, some fear, like some stress is motivating and healthy, but too much isn't. And also the wrong fear and stress. And it's going to be different for different people. What scares you and what you should feel the fear and do anyway will be different from what scares me and I should feel the fear and do it anyway. Awesome. That's good. Can stuff. I give you one other brain hack? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I used to prepare teachers and uh, teachers have to, in most states, probably all states have to pass these exams in order to get their license. And these exams are ridiculous because they have very little to do with the actual work of teaching. They're like these fill in the bubble, right? Multiple choice things. So it's really challenging and difficult and stressful. And so many of my students would have test anxiety, right? Um, and, and they wouldn't be able to pass the exams because of this test anxiety. And these are, these are students that I knew were going to be awesome teachers because I knew them well after four years. So um, there was a study done by these uh, neuroscientists and they, they, they had student, they had a group of students journal about their fears before a test, like 10 minutes before, just take out a piece of paper, journal everything, just write down everything they were afraid of, all the feelings going on in their head, fold it up, stick it in their bag, and then go take the exam. And, um, and they found that they succeeded on the exam there. The, the, the results were significant, statistically significant. So I, I suggested that to my students and it was amazing because this was not a controlled experiment or anything, but all of a sudden my, these students were, were um, passing the exams and, and doing so much better. And the idea was that this brain dump or fear dump kind of freed up their working memory to focus on the task at hand. Whereas before when they were taking the exam, the fear the fears were, were occupying much of their working memory and so they didn't have enough to just work yeah. on the exam that's so good so next yeah, time you have something that scares you journal yeah, about it balancing everything you gotta you you can only balance so many energies at once and you know one's going to be dominant you know you got to make sure like the good ones are dominant not the scary ones not the bad ones that's telling you no stay back like yeah you're right i'm gonna stay back Versus, and people live their entire lives in that mm -hmm. smog of fear yeah, for sure for sure uh, we do have a caller here from Springdale, Arizona, from the 479 area code. Caller, you're live. Who are we speaking with? Springdale, Arizona. Can you hear us? Can't hear you if you're speaking. Make sure I got all my stuff going, working right. Caller from Springdale, Arizona. You there? Do not see you there. If you're there and uh, you want to call call in, hang up and try to call back. It looks like you're trying to talk, though. That's the interesting thing. Trying to get this. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess hang up and try to call back in. So we'll jump back into it here in a moment. Um. So work, working with the energies, transmuting fear, like... What, what, what are some, what are some other tips to do that? Like, um, cause I, and I, let me be honest, let me just give you a scenario. Um, you know, I love food, love to eat. And, um, so we just got back off of a, a fast. It was a, um, it was a five day fast. I did three days of it and uh, I feel amazing. 
feel amazing. My fear is coming back home, like you said, errands, work, and all those kind of things. Like jumping back into it, um, I'm 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 scared. Like even drinking a sip of coffee, I'm like, because I know that I love coffee. I'll drink three cups. You know, it's like I I know there's a healthy balance and all that kind of stuff, but I'm there's a fear that I'm going to easily fall back into gorging myself on delicate foods. <laughs> it's just what I do. Um, how do I, how do I, you know, transmute that? And just, is it, you know, every, every decision needs to be a healthy decision and, you know, to maintain the way that I'm feeling right now. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I want to see your chart and see where Virgo is. <laughs> um, I I've think got, that I've got, I've got my birth certificate right here. If you oh, yeah. got the time. <laughs> Well, maybe after uh, online after because okay. I'd have to um, create the chart, and I think that would take more time than we have. But so yeah, thinking about every decision, I think that way madness lies. <laughs> what? Um, but if you were my client, the first thing I would do is look at your chart and find out why do you have this compulsion for food, right? Where? What's the source? What's the root yeah. of it? Yeah. Is it? Um, you know, and I will see it in the chart somewhere, right? Um, and then work on it that way. So for a lot, for many people, eating is an emotional thing. They do it because it, yeah. it, it, you know, it provides pleasure. So if yep. you feel like your life is lacking in pleasure, you eat for pleasure. Maybe it's a way of um, reducing stress. So depending on what the source of your eating is, overeating rather, because obviously eating is okay, <laughs> um, would, would be to identify why are you doing it? One example for me is when, you know, sitting in front of the computer all day long working, for me, eating is a legitimate break from work, right? I think a lot of workaholics have this kind of thing. So sometimes if I just feel like I need a break, it, my brain will translate it as, oh, I need to eat. It's like, no, I don't need to eat. I just need a break. So the, you have to find out why it is that you're doing what you're doing and then find another way. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um and so for me, it's definitely the, the pleasure, pleasure part of it. So, so identifying um, other things that will give you that feeling of pleasure, but don't have negative effects. Awesome. Awesome. So um, let's see here. Give me one second. I got to, I, I know, I know what's wrong with the phone lines and whoever's on the phone, if you can hear me, give me one second, literally. Okay, we're back. All right, Carla, can you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Truth, this is Hunter. How are you doing? Great, Hunter. Hunter Fuse, brother. What's up, man? Sorry, sorry about that. That was on my end. But, uh, man, welcome to the show, brother. Do you have a question? Um, kind of, sort of. I mean, I've been listening since you started, but I can't say I still understand 100% because astrology was just one of those things. I just had a really hard time trying to understand because it's always kind of hit and miss. Me, personally, I'm a Sagittarius, and so there's a lot of stuff where it's like, I see it, it's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense, but then there's other stuff where it's like, that doesn't make any sense at all. So, uh, trying to think of a question. Yeah, so I, well, I, you, I, you I, just I'm asked a question. Yeah. <laughs> I How heard I a question. become a believer, you know, kind of thing. Well, no, what, why, I, the question I heard was, why is it that even though I'm a Sagittarius, it doesn't suit me in all ways? And that's because you're only looking at one piece of an incredibly complex puzzle. 
um, if astrology were that easy, everyone could do it. But when an astrologer looks at your chart, we're not just looking at the sun sign. We're looking at the signs and house placements of 10 planets. I'm calling the sun and the moon planets, even though they're not. We're looking at the sign and placement of the nodes of the moon. And we're looking at the sign, um, the signs of your of the angles. And we're looking at the interactions among all of those different things. So when I look at a chart, I could explain to you which aspects of Sagittarius sun most likely fit you and where it most likely doesn't fit you. Does that make sense? You're only looking at a, you're, you're looking at the tusk of the elephant. You're a blind person. Look at the tusk of the elephant wondering why it's, this is not a big animal. Why do people say it's a big animal with big leaves, big ears? Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot more sense because it's like if, when you look at the description of what a usual Sagittarius says, it's like, yeah, it fits me. But then it's like, and this is kind of why I kind of gave up on horoscopes is because there were some days where horoscopes were like, yeah, that's okay. And like I said earlier, there were other days where it's like, no, that doesn't seem right at all. So, yeah, that does make a lot more sense. Like, But, of course, the whole sun-moon thing is completely new to me. So I, that's a new one on me that I'm still trying to understand. So. Yeah, I, I, you know, I might, I don't want to make other astrologers um, angry, but those horoscopes in the newspapers are, to me, fairly meaningless. I don't mean to go out on a limb, uh, but again, uh, the astrology that I do is focused on the karmic journey and the evolution of the soul. So those little blips, one little blip in the paper can't fit everyone because everyone's chart is unique. In fact, I've done readings for identical twins. And, you know, and with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So how can twins sometimes, or fraternal twins, let's say, how can they be so different and have the same chart? Yeah, of course they can. There is so much information in a chart. And what is what is that with, with twins that would make them different or or the same? I, I've found a a uh, a recent uh, documentary on YouTube where they the government did an experiment on triplets and separated them at birth to see if it literally was nature, which is the heavens and their birth signs and all of that, or nurture. And there were so many similarities. Uh, with these three brothers that it was uncanny from the type of women they were into the brand of cigarettes that they smoked personality types the way that they looked they separated these guys at birth and they accidentally found each other later in life 
it was very interesting. So what it what would it be that would would either join or separate the two? Again, just one one uh, you know degree off in in the time of birth because a lot of people say they they have to have your time that 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 you were born as well. Is that something that would bring into that equation? Well, you know, a few seconds or, you know, isn't going to make that big a difference. Uh, a few minutes arguably will make a difference, but no, that's not really what it is. With twins, first, um, there's a couple of things. They have the same chart. There are going to be a lot of similarities and there are, right? But they also have individual souls with their own individual karmic journeys, their evolutionary intent. So if you think about the 12 signs of the Zodiac, that's taking the entire totality of human experience and dividing it up into 12 buckets. So the, each bucket is kind of big. So for example, think about, um, I'll, I'll talk about the houses for a minute. The houses in a birth chart divide the sky, the birth chart up into a pie of 12 slices, right? How, first house through the 12th house. And each house represents different arena, arenas of human experience. So the fifth house, for example, uh, covers creative self-expression, romance. It's the house of children. It's the house of play and rejuvenation. Well, that's a bunch of different things, right? But let's say that there's a lot of action in that house in your birth chart. So you get these twin siblings they both have, say, four planets in the fifth house. So you know that that arena of life is going to be hugely influential to them. One, but how, you know, how that plays out can be different. For one, the focus may be on children, right? Their children, it's the house of children. For another, it may be all about their um, uh, creative self-expression, their artists. So within... So just keep in mind that there's 12 signs, 12 houses, 10 plus planets, because, you know, we'll, we'll use asteroids. Um, there's still a lot of room for variation wow. and variety. But at the end of the day, yes, two people born at the same time are going to have a lot in common regardless. Yeah, that's interesting. So you can have a lot of similarities, but there are also things that are, that, that are going to be different as well depending so on of, the soul's lessons and what you what you kind of decided with your guides before birth so good so good well deb thanks for coming on hanging out with me i've enjoyed this talk and uh so much fun uh learning about this and what you bring to the table and how we can use astrology for business it's awesome you know taking the steps forward and so uh you have a lot that you bring to the table you have uh different sessions that you do and then you do one-on-ones and all that good stuff let people know where they can get in touch with you follow your work and your website and all that good stuff great yeah the best place to reach me and to learn more is my website debperetz.com d-e-b-p-e-r-e-t-z.com it's the t before the z that trips people up and i've got you asked about the moon phases and how the moon can help us I have a webinar that I'm offering uh, next month uh, about coaching with the moon, how to use the moon phases to help you navigate your karmic journey, keep it top of mind and use it for productivity and accountability. Um, and my podcast, Planets and Profit, uh, Business Astrology for Entrepreneurs um, is, a, is a great way for people who aren't so familiar with astrology to just kind of see how can it illuminate business. Awesome. So 
with with that being said, the uh, the the webinars I've seen that you have a bunch of those already scheduled out. Is that yeah. something that you do every full moon? Well, it's it's I'm doing it as part of a launch of my new membership uh, community where we're actually for people um, for people who want to join, we will use the moon phases together to do this accountability and productivity with our karmic journey. But the webinar is designed to give the system, share the system so that people who want to do it on their own can go and run with it. So um, I will be offering it, Rick. I'm going to be doing this throughout the year. So I just finished April. I did four of them. I have four scheduled for May. The community begins on May 26th, the day of the lunar eclipse. I thought that was appropriate. But I will continue to offer it um, throughout the year as I onboard people into the monthly membership community. Awesome. So much fun. Well, Deb, thank you so much for coming on. Really enjoyed this talk. We'll have to do it again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. All right, my friend. Many blessings. All right. Bye-bye. Deb Peretz, ladies and gentlemen. Peretz. Make sure you put that T in there. Check her out. Check out her work. All that good stuff. Um, phone lines are still open. Anybody has any questions or comments for me? Anybody wants to ask anything or um, give me your stories, whether it's astrology related or not, make sure you call in and we'll do that. Um, I got something, something and someone that, that I want to want to uh, talk about. And that is Kirby Delanero, a fellow by the name of Kirby Delanero. So um, I've had him on my podcast, an amazing talk as a beautiful revelation of grace and how uh, the grace and the cross of Christ and the gospel, uh, it literally transmutes our, 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 our conscious to where we, we feel like we're, we're ashamed or we're not worthy and things like that. And so just going from really Genesis to Revelation, showing how we've, we carry guilt, shame, and condemnation and how the gospel and the story of Christ undoes that and, and allows us to approach the throne of, of, of grace boldly and how we're right in standing with God, how every everyone already is. You just don't know it. And so he has a beautiful revelation on that. I had him on my show um, over a year ago, but I was invited, uh, someone bought me a ticket to the, uh, five day program that he just did here in Destin, Florida. And so I went there and I did, I did three days. Um, I had got so much stuff that we got to get ready for here with my, uh, we have a retreat this weekend and do the podcast and all that good stuff. So I had to get back. So I did three days of the fasting and being a part of his services um, his revelation, what this brother's bringing to the table is, it's phenomenal. It's otherworldly. It not only for me, but for so many people, uh, what this brother's bringing to the table, um, everything that is in my book, you guys know, I wrote a book. He covered every, almost every topic, like so much stuff that I genuinely resonate with when it comes to channeling, when it comes to, um, getting free or, or even spirits and demon spirits and or communicating with with the ancestors that are here and energy and and how God is in everything. And this brother broke it down uh, in a beautiful way and made it very inclusive um, and using scriptures with it. Um, so everything that I've been thinking, conversations that I've been having, he was speaking from the pulpit as he was sharing in this this program for the five day. And uh, man, it was it was so good. I resonated with his work on every 
every level. And so I want to give a shout out to him and what he's doing and, and, and all the brothers and sisters who are still there right now with the last two days of the program. Phenomenal, life changing. Um, so I definitely want to plug his work. He has so much that he's going on and, and uh, that he has going on and teaching and training and equipping people and uh, and teaching beautiful meditations and and not just the spirituality, but Kirby is really big on the neuroscience behind it and the neurochemistry, how it relates to our bodies and explaining it, explaining energy healing with the body, explaining how to transmute your fears with with the mind and and beautiful things that he's developed. So I want to give a shout out to him and his community. Um, three days were, from, were just amazing. The fasting, I felt amazing. Three days of fasting. Uh, we did a juice fast and we drank like a juice once a day. And, uh, but it was, and then we did a dry fast where we wouldn't have any water for like 12 to 14 hours. And man, the clarity, you know, uh, it was amazing feeling in your body, passing all the toxins and man, I want to keep it up. I don't want to let that go. I, I not even hungry. Like the hunger, the hunger was came from an idea that I just want to eat. And I love food connection with food and, and camaraderie with food and, and all that kind of stuff. But as far as being hungry, that passed like in the first day, like just the, the brain telling you that you need to eat and you want to eat. And so, um, I want to maintain that. That was so beautiful and, and healthy that I just feel high off of it. So good. But another experience that, I, that I had there that I want to speak about, um, is something that, ever since I became a believer, I got born again. And, um, and this was in 1998, I heard stories in, in the charismatic movement, even the guy who led me to Christ, um, they would have these stories about what they call gold dust. And so they would, uh, just be in prayer and people would start manifesting gold dust. Gold would just appear on their hands, on their faces would be shining with this radiance of gold, gold dust. And so you hear stories about that and, and how the presence of God would show up and gold stuff would start appearing on random people in services and in prayer meetings. I remember seeing, um, videos around that time as well, 1998, where, uh, people would be in worship and they'd be singing praise in these little bitty churches. And they're just really caught up in worship and singing. And this lady was just touching her hair older lady and then gold was just coming out 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 and they held the bible out and the bible was like filled with this gold dust that had come out of this lady's hair and it was still coming to come to coming um but over over the years i've never experienced it and this was like i said i heard about this in 1998 and i never experienced it and i've always wanted to so much so that i would have dreams of it and the dreams were were pretty supernatural as well i, I would always wake up i would be uh, in prayer, in a dream, and, and I would have gold all over me and gold on my hands, and it feels so surreal, but then you'd wake up and you look at your hands because their dream seems so real, but there was no gold there. And it was something like, wow, I, I want to experience this. And I, I remember two dreams specifically that I woke up from with this expectation. And, um, and you know, it got kind of weird over the years because it, it became, you know, people start chasing these signs and wonders and wanting to see them and things like that. Um, so I remember just being at, at, at meetings and stuff like that where people had heard stories or had experiences and then we're just looking forward on people. And it was almost like you want it to happen. And I remember like people looking at the carpet and say, oh, there's a piece of gold. There's gold dust. And it was like one little glitter or something that was there. And people and some people, that's all it took. Oh, wow, gold dust is here. We see one little piece. And it's like, oh, okay, that's what it is. And then you look at somebody and maybe have like one little piece of gold on their hand. And that could have been from like 
you know, a moisturizer and, and like uh, lotion that has glitter in it and stuff like that. So there's all of this different stuff that, that people want to believe so bad that we kind of trick ourselves into believing. And then over the years, you've, you also hear about the, the gold dust. Uh, uh, people take the gold and they uh, get it and they put it in a, in a vial or a jar and they take it to have it measured and weighed and it's literal real gold. Like they're able to cash it in. People are able to pay off debts. There's also stories of gems and rupees and things that are that are that are forming out of hands or, or falling out of the sky and, and landing in people's hands or hitting them on the foot. These little gems and, and rupees that are like perfectly cut. And so you hear these stories and there's videos and all of this stuff. I've never I've never been in those services. I've seen so much stuff in the supernatural, but I've never seen that. So there's a bit of skepticism there. Why? Because there's people who try to fabricate that stuff and to uh, trick trick you they'll bring literally bring you know lotion or a, a gold glitter or real gold and they'll bring it to meetings and you know all it takes is one sign or wonder caught on tape where everybody believes and they they give and you know they're giving donations and they're sewing into that because they want to be a part of it but but those people made it up so there's always like this healthy skepticism that i had which i believe has helped me to uh, see some really cool things that to be a skeptic that I don't want to just believe because I see one flake or I don't want to believe because I see a satellite in the sky like hold on I want that satellite to stop I want it to change directions I want it to blink at me I want it to go into a star right so to, even with the the angels in, in the night sky so that skepticism has helped me see some really amazing things so with the gold dust there is the healthy skepticism that I, I had as well so um, at the Kirby Delano Road meeting, they're moving in this realm of miracles and he's calling out miracles and they're seeing tons of stuff in people's bank accounts and people's, you know, pain leaving people's bodies as he speaks it. Boom, it's there. Check it. It's there. Go ahead and look. You have to look and see. And so many really beautiful creative miracles and the energy was really high in that meeting and, and rightfully so. And um, I was sitting there chilling and my buddy Nico, shout out to Nico Morales, me and him hooked up uh, during the, the retreat and uh, man, he's a beautiful brother. And uh, he was, we were together the whole time and he was next to me. He's like, what do you, what, you got anything going on, man? You got any gold dust in, on your hand? And I said, no, I ain't got nothing going on, man. And uh, I was like, I don't know if I really believe in it. Like I've prayed for it. We had guys on here that kind of specialize in it. And he's like, look, do you see it? And I'm like, no, I don't see it. Don't see it. So Nico's like, well, let me pray for you, bro. Let me speak. And he don't really pray for you. He just commands it. Nico don't really pray. He'll command it. Boom. There it is right now. Boom. There it is. He'll connect in that place of zero point and bring it out. So he wanted to do it for me. And, and even on that kind of skeptic, I'm like, sure, I'm open. I want to see it. Don't know if I believe you, but sure. Because um, again, there's people, charlatans, man. There's people who are getting caught doing this stuff. And even Kirby, when he stepped into this, the person who taught him ended up being a charlatan. He found out. But Kirby was having this stuff come out of nowhere. Because he believed it, he aligned his faith in zero point to bring it into this now moment. And so he's seeing so many things, like wild stuff, um, especially financial stuff, you know, in, in bank accounts. But Nico spoke it over me. He said, now, boom, there it is. There, there it is. Do you see it? I see it. And I, and I was like, no. He said, yep, there it is. Look, look at your finger. There it is on the tip of your finger. And I'm looking and, okay, I see it. See the one little, little glitter. And then it's gonna, he said, it's going to begin to spread. And so I'm looking at it and then... Literally, boom, boom, all over my hands. And I'm open, healthy skepticism. I want it, though. And it's just all over my hands. Literally, my hands were, were covered 
my, the palms of both hands with this gold glitter all over my hands were shining, sparkling. To me, I would say it looked like um, Edward from from um, Twilight when he gets in the sun and he begins to glisten, like all over my hands were glistening with these gold, this gold glitter. Nobody touched me, nobody put nothing on me, and it just began to, to, to formulate out of nowhere. And the presence of God and the glory was really strong in that place. And I was like, wow, I was blown away because like I thought I knew I was a healthy skeptic, you know, and I didn't know if it was real or not. And finally I was getting it all over my hands covered with the gold, gold dust and glory. And it was, it was beautiful so much so that Nico walked me up to the front and, and showed Kirby and, uh, and everybody got to see it. it. We tried to catch it, catch it on camera. It's hard to pick it up on camera. Um, and Nico had a video all the way up to right when he put the camera on my hands, <laughs> his video turned off or whatever. But, um, but I knew, I don't care if any of you guys know, I don't care if any of you guys believe me, I had the encounter, I had the experience, and then later on, it wore off, it went away. So for me, that was, that's a good thing, because for it not to be there, be there and then go away was the fact that something was there. And um, I'm a believer, man, like it was, it was so beautiful to, to be able to experience that. And um, man, beautiful stuff. Um, if anybody of you, I'm reading comments now and, and people are saying they've had that, that, that happen at different places. And, you know, Nico talks about he had it happen to him and then it starts raining from his ceiling, like this gold dust coming out of his, his ceiling and things like that. And so beautiful encounters there at the, uh, the retreat with Kirby Delanero. So if you're not plugged in with his, with his work, you don't know who he is. Look it up. Kirby D E Lanaro, L A N A R O L L. It'll come up. He's into breatharianism. He's into to breath work. He's super Christian mystic, but man, beautiful dude. That everything he said, I resonated with, and I, it was good good to hear someone like articulate things that you've been studying and experiencing for years, even from a pulpit, from a place of authority versus like other seekers and stuff. For somebody who has like developed things that are teaching the stuff that we've been believing in revelations that we've been coming into. So definitely check out Kirby Delanero and wildlife. And so that was amazing. We got a couple calls here. Started speaking on this. People want to come on. We have a call from the uh, 954 from Coral Springs. Make sure that you're listening on your phone and not on YouTube. Make sure you block the YouTube. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in the caller from Coral Springs 954. Hey, who are we speaking with? Hi. How's it Hello? going? Oh, how's it going, man? All right, who are we speaking with? Um, is this the Poop Sneaker? Yep, True Sneaker Podcast. What's up, man? All right, let me see here. I'm gonna um eventually what we're gonna do is we're gonna um we're gonna get these people. We're going to copy these phone numbers down and we're gonna place them on the uh the want ads and get people to spam their numbers when they call in. Eventually, when, when people call in with, with jokes and stuff like that, we're going to take their numbers and put them on Craigslist and, and get people to, to, to spam their numbers. So that's what we're going to do. Like, so, all right, the next one here with from the 503, Randy, are you there? Who are we speaking with? Yeah, what up, player? Uh, hey, I was at Bethel uh, 2011, 2012 in Redding, California, and they had that glory cloud. They called it the glory cloud is a gold dust cloud and it showed up 
and you can actually look online. You can you can look up Bethel uh, Glory Cloud Gold Dust, and you can see the videos. But I was there when it was happening, and the thing was, everybody was by the vent. They're like, "Oh, is it coming out of the vent? Is it coming out of the vent?" You know, but the air was moving it around. You know, and sometimes the gold dust was like floating upward. But here's the weird thing: I was going up there with my buddy, and he was like a second year kind of cool guy. You know, he's in the thing. And I was going up, and there's a crowd of people. And then out of this crowd, there's like a like a circular space, like of nobody standing there. I'm like, oh, that's weird. It's packed, and there's an empty space here. And then all of a sudden, dude, I promise you, dude, a gold dust spiral came out of the ground and just manifested and went, and just came out of the ground right in front of me. I'm like, whoa, dude, wow. what is going on, dude? Like, that was nuts, man. So, and I've seen it manifest on this lady too. I, she was talking. She was just talking. It's all this gold dust. It's boom. So, yeah, man, it's real. It's happening. It's real. Yeah, um, I got the, I got the video pulled up now. I'm gonna check it out. Things that make you wonder. And, and all right, cool. I've never Thanks. seen it. Wow, it's big flakes too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was there, man. It was wild. Everybody was like feeling it. And that's that a lot like, uh, too. Like that's that's a lot. Whatever. Yeah. That was right before uh, they exiled uh, Westerfield. Yeah. Jason Westerfield, like, dude, I don't know what's going on with that, but I'm still, I'm still like, dude, I don't know what's going. I think, I don't think he's bad. Yeah, I think he might be onto something. You know, like, yeah, Star Child of Bethel. You know what I mean? And then they just like one day he's like, no, too much. <laughs> like, yeah, I think <laughs> I think if he would have held on to the, the the Christocentric stuff, which is what Kirby's doing, like, he would have been good. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't are, know are, happens, are you familiar with Kirby? I don't know. No, no. Oh, wow. No, no I'm not actually, no. I, yeah, I kind of got into the... I had, like, this weird dream. I was on the moon in, like, a, a base, you know, like a spiritual school. And then, so like, doing some intuitive impact training on the moon base. So I was, like, writing music and stuff. And then I actually was looking for... Uh, Westerfield, and then uh, I found Third Eye Indigo on your channel like nice. last year, something like that. So I just watch all the time. Yeah, I take, I hang out. I don't hang out. I talk to Third Eye still on the uh, messenger and stuff. This is like down to earth, dude. He's really like Third Eye Indigo, dude. If you ever get him back on your show, dude, he's like, a, I don't know what he is, dude. He's like, he's younger, but he's like, dude, he'll just drop all this infinite knowledge for like an hour or two, and you're like, dude, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're like what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Third Eye Indigo, dude. I respect that guy, dude. He just put out some new music too. So. For sure, for know. sure. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah. We did that Prince, talk on on Westerfield, and I got it on. Oh. It's so funny that like I got a a lot of people actually find my uh my podcast because they're they're googling um 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 Jason Westerfield because it comes up on Google, and so that was cool. Yeah, he he yeah, got on there and, and shared his story. I guess he was friends with Westerfield. No, I guess he's like best friends with him. He grew up with him or something like that. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I, I think, uh, I think Westerfield might be doing like talks later on, but it's kind of like low key. But I heard like, I heard he's like next level on some like stuff, dude. Like, yeah, I, I've heard. I've just heard crazy I, stories about him. Like I've heard like some people, and the weird thing is like once you start hearing stories, they kind of like snowball and and get added to them and stuff. Like, like I heard. I heard he was yeah. sitting on the, on his ceiling one day, dude. They walked in the room and he was like upside down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, my buddy, my buddy is second year, and uh, I, I lived with like the second year, and they they were like interns with these like high up people in Bethel, and uh, 
my buddy said, yeah, it was with uh, my friend. We went to go see Westerfield at this hotel. And we went there, and he said, he wasn't there, but his buddy was there. You know, like his best friend was like second year guy. And he's like, yeah, we went to the hotel, and uh, he was sitting on the ceiling when we went in the door. And then he, he took, he said, he took my hand, he, he morphed into a different person, and we're like in another dimension. And like, we're like in this other world, dude. Like, that's what he's saying. He's like, he changed his whole body and like changed it to a different person or something. And it's like, that's some weird stuff, man. Like, that's why I'm like, I, 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 I don't know, man. I'm trying to figure it out because, like I said, dude, we've had some, ex- we've all had some weird experiences, you know. We're, just, we're still trying to put it together in a way, even though it still happens. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, just to know it's possible, uh, <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? And that's what miracles show you. And, uh, you know, and, and even Kirby, when he talks about this, like, like a lot of stuff isn't miracles because a miracle is something that's like a divine intervention of angels and stuff like that, that happened. But a lot of the stuff we have the ability, we already have the ability to do like fire bending and calling water out of a rock. Like Moses did, like there, there are signs and wonders that we oh, already yeah. have the, the ability to do. We just forgot about, or we given it over to other religions and called yeah, it demonic right. or whatever. You're right. Yeah. Another weird thing is like, sometimes I have these like weird visions about like a spinning metal or like having to bend, not bend, but like spin or move metal. And like, I just have these weird visions about that. Like sometimes I'm just thinking I have some trauma and like I'm processing. I'm like, what am I processing? What am I processing about? And then I see this like object and like, just fucking spin the object, dude. And then you'll, you'll start trying to spin the object and the the trauma will go away. Mm. I, I don't know if it's like some weird, like back programming or something being like, you know, some training or something, but I don't know. Dude, Is that so something that, like, that, that you're developing oh, or you're seeing in the spirit or you, or somebody else came out with? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? It's a crazy thing. So I, I, you know, I think a lot and I philosophize or whatever, but mm-hmm. one of the, here's what goes down to this. So it's like, okay, your inner man, you know, your inner man or your imagination, like magic and I, magic, I, magic, like the magic, mm-hmm. once you go see Jesus, magician i magic nation my imagination is my inner man and so if i can take control over my inner man and the, the world within maybe i can manifest that world within yep. in, in this dimension instead of having my inner man be distracted by you know the like i had to quit gaming because i'm like dude i'm thinking about that last round like i shouldn't be thinking about that last round i need to be astral projecting like, <laughs> i'm with you dude out. i'm with you dude i'm with you dude i love i love <laughs> i love gaming. thinking about what's up I, I said i'm with you on that because i love gaming what? too and i'm like in the same you know same same place that that it, you know what in the interesting listen to kirby kirby yeah. said he plays he plays video games a little bit but it's it's something to do with with the dopamine is that you know, with our phones yeah. and, and, and getting that instant dopamine release through a video game or through the lady was talking about food, like in my, my connection with food, it's dopamine. It's that, oh, this is so good. You oh, know, and it's wow, instant yeah. dopamine. And so we're getting these instant artificial, you know, uh, drops of dopamine releases that are, are through these external things like video games. And so your brain gets trained that, okay, when I win mm-hmm. a game of Madden or when I win a round of Warzone or whatever the case is, like that I'm going to get this dopamine, this release. And so uh, the things of the spirit or the things that like that we, we, we get dopamine released spiritually or um, naturally, it gets overshadowed by the food. Like, yeah, so there's less and less of a, you know, uh, a a fruit smoothie that gives you dopamine because there's a, 
you know, connect it with that big, you know, unhealthy burger that, you know, is is designed to uh, to give you that instant pleasure. And, 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 the, and the key and the goal with wow. all this is called delayed gratification to actually put in the work to get those dopamine releases through friendships and through camaraderie and through relationship versus like getting the instant release or instant release through uh, ecstasy or pornography and things like that. Those are things that we, we are supposed to kind of work our way up to. And so when we start getting addicted to all of these outside sources that are stimulating our, our, our dopamine, the beautiful, sm subtle things such as uh, the mystics gazing into the rain or sun gazing or grounding and stuff that's supposed to really release our dopamine it, it it does it less and less so you're right about the uh the video game thing for sure wow that's deep bro. I, i'm just like back in listener mode right now the other like whoa <laughs> yeah cool. yeah, so, yeah so it, you know go go and speaking about magic like I, I that really became a revelation of reading uh, a, a little pamphlet by manly p hall called magic and uh he talked about white black and, and gray magic and so he's talking about magic and at the end of the book he talks he goes in deep on this delayed gratification and how you know how important it is and for when i read it it was like revelation man so and it was from a book magic magi you know imagination the brain yeah <laughs> neurochemistry yeah. i'm a yeah, I'm an anti-porn guy, so like I'm, I agree with that. Cause I tell everybody, don't watch porn. You know, it's like we've all been there. And you know, once you're once you get past it, you're like, what the fuck am I? What am I doing? I'm ruining my life, dude. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah. why? Why am I cucking myself? Like, you know, like it's just you're just cucking. You're like watching someone else get the girls you want to be with, and it's not going to mm. make you happy in life. Wow. You know what I mean? And you're not actually getting that. It transmutes you know, into your life. You watch other people get the job that you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, wow, dude, that's magic right there, dude. I didn't even think about that. I know, right? It's deep. Wow. Yeah, because you're giving your power away. You know, you don't want to give your power away. And that's what God talked about. You know, don't give your strength away to like a, a hoe, you know? Yep. Don't, don't give it up to her. Mm -hmm. like, you're powerful yeah. more than you know. Yep. All, everything, is, everything is meaningful. Yeah, God so. is in everything, you know? So with, I'll tell you what was yeah, interesting. So... Me and me and Nico. So when it comes to to angels and stuff like that, you know, there's where we get angel sigils and angel magic, and you can call upon your angels and learning your angels and stuff like that. And they're associated with colors, sounds, lights, even crystals. And so we go to Earthbound. Me and me and Nico on the way out. I had to stop and get a gift from my my daughter. And um, we we walk in and we're looking at crystals because he wanted to visit a crystal shop. And I was like, there's a couple couple crystals in there. So we walk up and we look at this. Uh, uh, Jasper, I forgot the name of. It. I got to figure out which kind of Jasper it is, but it's a Jasper stone. But we looked at it, and there's this, these glitter all over it, right? And so it was like, hey, that looks like the glitter wow. that we seen on our hands, like the gold does, because it looks exactly like this. So I picked it up and put it in my hand, and just held it in my hand, and then took it off. And literally, I'll try to do it now. I don't know for those of you who are watching on the podcast. Let's see if any of it picks up on camera. Okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm rubbing this on my hand. Okay, you can see a little bit on camera because the light has to reflect off of it, right? It's a reflection of glory of the light that's already there. And, and, and maybe it's a light thing. Maybe this gold dust is already there, but a light, a certain light comes in that reflects it, right? But you can see a little bit of this on my hand and it looked exactly like it, but it was covered. So the same kind of glitter. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this stone just to remind me of 
the encounter that I had, right? Because it's got this glitter, so I'm gonna hold on to it, and it's like a monument. It's a, it's a, it's a stone of remembrance. I mean, that's that's scriptural. They had stones of remembrance. So, um, when I look it up too, so I looked up this this jasper um, a, a, a little while ago, and it was saying that let's see, jasper um, represents the glory of God, and uh, it, when it, when it comes to to the Bible and 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 stones, and so. I thought that was interesting and so how it says jasper represents the glory of god and this specific glory has this gold dust on it and it, it was very similar to what we experienced the day before man so that was neat wow, wow so we get into the deeper research let's see if we can recreate it let's see if we can connect yeah. with the angel that is behind that is associated with the jasper you know and see if we can recreate it and 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 develop a relationship you know where these things aren't so miraculous or so spread out that we can you know encounter these things every day you know yeah i was listening to this uh podcast this other one and uh you know they're they're talking about uh you probably you've probably heard of it um <clears throat> but they're talking about the crystals and one of the guys was like yeah you know chris like crystals are like a uh, tools like of a carpenter or you know or a plumber yeah. or whatever but if you're not a good plumber and you have all these tools you're not going to be able to use it you know so you have to yeah. have like a good skilled like you know worker or whatever like that that's, that made a lot of sense like yeah. yeah you know if you get like someone that knows what they're doing you can probably pull some energy from it because i'm like we make phones from rocks and crystals and plastic yeah. like, i don't like you know what i mean it's kind of like everything yeah. that we make comes from this planet so if we can like maybe redo some alignments or something or I, I don't know i'm still trying to figure it out but yeah you just gotta i mean it takes searching and it takes study like like you said like that stuff that you're getting in the spirit write that stuff down dude because that becomes that becomes i would say doctrine but that it becomes a formula where other people can encounter um getting that revelation and you can bring them with you the stuff that you're learning and so i feel like a lot of us have these ideas and things that we're getting in the spirit or the imagination it's the same word just to believe is to use your imagination and um so i, I thought it was was uh pretty imagination yeah pretty interesting that kirby did a perfect job of doing this kirby's got all these meditations and like the death of the ego and, and going doing meditations where you actually let your worst fear come upon you and you die in your imagination you die in your dream and then you look at your body dead to really overcome a, overcome your fear of death you let that thing overtake you like oh, yeah. so many beautiful things that come out of prayer meditation and just using the imagination that everything comes out of your imagination write it down so you can share it and, 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 and other people can experience it you know yeah yeah sometimes when i'm in my imagination like and i feel like i'm in a battle or something weird i'll just like turn into like light and just like shine really bright it's like warm and then i did that once it was so weird i have a vision of it <gasps> it's coming back to me wow um yeah wow i was in the, like i was in another world man I, I was like i felt like this like that memory brought you back wizard. bro that's what i'm talking about and then but see see how that memory yeah. brought you back yeah. you can map it out because you've been there yeah. and you, can, you can take people with you it's a moment yeah. in time that was captured for you i felt like Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I just had this weird, quick vision of like this lizard, like reptile, goofy looking thing trying to feed off of me. Like something you see off of, like, kind of looked like that one from, uh, 
um, that Star Wars Disney Plus show, you know, the Mandalorian. It looked like that lizard from the second season. It was like trying to get at me or something. And I just like turned into light and I just started shining so bright. And then when I did that, I noticed the animal is blind. It couldn't see it. And it was just walking around, walking around me. And I'm like, dude, I'm like a God mode right now. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm like a God in a way. And this little insects trying to get at me, you know, through my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And I just like had so much light you know, just mm-hmm. shining. And it, it looked like it had like a glaze over its eyes. Like I couldn't see. And it was just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then, and then I was like, should I kill it? But I'm like, I don't know. I'm not really like, you know, like, like I didn't feel like, you know, I should just, <laughs> yeah. Head, you know, I feel like I have mercy, you know, like mercy, yep, grace, for sure. Love, kindness, patience, peace, understanding, you know? Yep. Yeah, it's just serving its purpose. All things serve a purpose. I mean, it's just like if you go outside at night with a flashlight and uh, you're going to attract insects, you're going to attract those those mosquitoes that want to suck your blood. Uh, in the same sense, you have entities that want to suck your auric field. Uh, they want to leech off of your energy. And so, I mean, they, they're just doing what they're created to do. And so it's up to you to guard yourself and to to make sure that you're covered and you know who you are. And you're able to tell when something steps into your auric field that's that's not supposed to be there, that's trying to drain you. And that works with people too, people who are just trying to drain you and use you. And so as you start sharpening oh, yeah. those senses, you can able to Definitely. be able to discern what it feels like when something foreign is in your auric field or close to you, and uh, whether it's something beautiful or something that's negative. Yeah. Not good for bad things to get in my auric field, because <laughs> they just get triggered yeah. really fast. <laughs> for, sure, for sure. What was your name, man? Randy? Like some, yeah, it's actually that's my dad's name. It's Isaiah Love. Okay, Isaiah Love. Great. So if you great. ever see me on the chat, yeah, I, have, I I I do things around Salem. Like I was doing, I was starting to do a Salem TV because I was working with the City Magazine, and I was going to do like some, you know, look out some music. And but then COVID happened, so kind of slain low. And I don't know, make I make music too, but I just need to get. I was working on my my vocals for a while, and I had to learn how to mix and master. But then something that helped me out i was like oh dude i'll do like three layers of vocals on a track like one main vocal one that's like higher one that's lower but then then i turn them down like yep you know way quieter so it kind of fills up the track and i'm like that that makes it sound better so yeah another thing i learned is like like sometimes my bass is too high i'm like god dude i'm like so i'm using trash headphones so i have to like redo my bass but yeah you know everything sounds good but then sometimes i'm like i just want to make it sound good on all the you know every yeah uh platform i have that i've had i've had and have that problem myself yeah 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 so i'm like dude that what like because i have that um that mixing uh i got some like cool stuff because i worked at guitar center it was like that nectar you know like one of those oh you got one of those really good yeah, but it's from like a few years ago. So like, cause dude, I, I worked at Guitar Center and they'd be like, hey, if you do this module, you'll get this $200 uh, DST for free. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, I just did them all. And then I contacted uh, Ableton and I called them and I said, hey man, you give any deals for uh, Guitar Center people? And they're like, yeah, man, we'll hook you up with Ableton Live 9 Suite and Push for $1,000. It was like uh, $1,500, $1,600 for that. So I saved a nice. lot of money. But- yeah. yeah, there there's so many tricks, man. We've had uh I've I've done I haven't done yeah. done it lately because I've had some problems with uh getting my audio to go through, but in the past I've done a lot of mixing sessions and recording sessions that I've kind of live streamed 
to show some of the different uh, techniques with with mixing and singing. And, and a lot of it is about layering the vocals and certain ways that you can pan it and yeah. so many takes that you can do that I've learned from some uh, pretty, uh, pretty um, big, big names in the, in the industry who I've worked with. And uh, they, they want their uh, vocals mixed a certain way. And uh, when I started mixing my vocals, like they mixed theirs, it like, you know, it took it to a whole nother level. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I love it, bro. Hey, man. Well, it was good, good speaking with you, man. Feel free to call in anytime and share stories or input and all that good stuff, man. That's why the phone lines are open, brother. Thanks for calling in. It was good to speak with you. Bye, bro. All right, man. Peace. Many blessings. Thanks. That's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Man, see, other people are having these experiences. Other people are, um, you know, just like you. Other versions of yourself. Nobody knows unless we talk about it. You know, nobody knows unless you share what you've been experiencing, what you've seen, what you're going through. Uh, if you keep it to yourself because of what we talked about, fear. Fear that I'm not going to speak my truth. Fear that people will judge me. Um, fear that I may be wrong. Fear that I may be deceived. Fear that there's demons, right? That's going to hinder you. Fear is going to cripple you. So again, transmute that fear into excitement. What is the excitement of fear? A fear if I don't share my story. A fear if I don't share my story that people are depressed and, and maybe I'm the only one who's experienced this. There's a lot of that going on that, you know, you got to step out. But you find out that other people resonate with the with what you're doing because you're authentic. You're not holding anything back. You're not pretending to be some some someone you're not. Now, that's not forcing that on people to hear your story and, you know, going to work and telling people about aliens and all that kind of stuff. Listen, you got to be able to discern and feel where people are as well. But when you start, if you start a platform or use your own social media, whatever, listen, feel free and feel open to share that. And so that's what this platform is designed for. This is what we do. And uh, so many people at the uh, 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 program that I went to just came up to me and, and thanked me for uh, for doing what I do. You know, thank me for, and I've caught a lot of persecution over this from Christians and from so many questions and then even interviewing some people and just asking myself, what the hell am I doing here? You know, that kind of stuff. And then, uh, but, but people coming to me like, man, thank you so much for just having those conversations and, and being open and, and uh, embracing your faith and still being able to peer into a lot of these conversations because there's nobody talking about this stuff. So I, you know, we, man, I've been doing this for years now. So um, now it's empowering and emboldening other people to start their own podcast, to embrace their their message and to and let their freak flag fly as you would. And so it's been beautiful and had so many people come up to me, man. And it's so beautiful. I get those messages every day, but it's so cool to be able to meet people in the flesh who come up to me uh, and, and speak to me and tell me how much the show is, has had an impact on their life. And it, it really means the world. So, man, em, embody your truth, whatever that is. Say yes, keep doing it, and uh, listen. Like, there is no limit. I say the sky is the limit. There is, there's no limits. The only limit is your mind. The only limit is your imagination. What you can believe for, and as you step out little by little, and you start seeing little things, whether it be gold dust or whether it be whatever it is that that you need, what that does is it expands your faith. And expands your your faith as your realm of belief, what you're able to believe for, what you're able to uh, expect and have this expectancy. Because once it starts out as faith and you've never experienced it, it's something new. But once you've seen it, that becomes normal. There takes no more faith. 
It even takes no more belief. Belief and faith are just even out the picture. Because now you know. Nobody can take that from you. Nobody can convince you otherwise. Because you have a divine inner knowing of something that you've experienced. Now be open to be challenged. Be open to question. I'm open for all of it. I'm open to believe, well, maybe somebody poured gold dust in your hands when you weren't looking. Listen, I'm open to all of that. I have a healthy skepticism that has allowed me to experience so many uh, portals in, in realms of, of the unfathomable where, where we are connected to higher realms and other dimensions with other beings that have our best interest in mind and also those that don't. Everything exists. Everything that you can imagine, everything that you can fathom exists. And if it didn't exist before you thought it, you create it as you believe it. And then how do you transmute it? How do you, as a shaman, pull it into your reality? Every version of yourself exists. Versions of yourself that are happy, wealthy, traveling the world, in your dream job. There's also a version of you that, it, that uh, exists that you don't know who you are. You're scared. You know, um, you're poor, you're begging, you're homeless. Like all those versions exist and you have to choose which one that you want to bring into your reality. And there's things that you do to do that. It's as simple as saying yes, continuing to say yes to the choices in the life that you want to create for yourself. The world is magical. Life is beautiful. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom, man. Thank you guys for hanging out. For those of you who are interested, I think we have three slots left open for our uh, ret retreat coming up this weekend here in Mobile, Alabama. By the time you hear this on the audio apps, well, you know what? This will be out tomorrow. I'll put this out tomorrow. So, yeah, it's uh, last minute. We got three slots left. Uh, retreat, Mobile, Alabama. So go to truthseeker.com to get info on those tickets if you want to be a part of that. But we're going to do more and uh, excited about the future. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom, man. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Peace, peace. Well, that does it for this episode, folks. To hear more episodes of the Truth Seeker podcast, head over to truthseeker.com. And if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truthseeker.